Hello and welcome back to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza, and it is a beautiful 82 degree, 5% humidity, 9 mile per hour wind night here where I am, and we are ready to talk some wrestling. Unfortunately, not a lot of wrestling because as you may have already known, uh, Japan has gone back into a certain uh, amount of emergency due to COVID restrictions. And so we are starting to get many, many shows uh, either postponed, canceled, or just trying to survive with empty arenas. Uh, some areas that were previously okay to have people like um, Fukuoka, for instance, uh, has now passed also into the emergency state. And so uh, that is the unfortunate thing that's happening. Uh, and because of that, there were not many shows that I, I could pick on to watch. Like, just to tell you, I was close to watching Progress, which I haven't seen like in, in years. Uh, and so because of that, I really just focused on DDT, the Ultimate Tag League, this week. Um, there were some shows. I I do remember that Stardom had a show on the fifth, and Dragon Gate had the Dead, Death or Alive show also on the fifth. But I don't really follow Dragon Gate that much, uh, and Stardom that show just kind of like kind of like passed me by while I was sleeping. It usually takes a while for those shows to get uploaded to Stardom World, and so I never really know when to look for them and by the time today came uh, it was already up but I, I I just didn't watch it but we do still have stuff to talk about the ultimate tag league for DDT has started this is a five team block only five teams are participating in this tournament which it sounds like really small but I think given their circumstances, it's going to make it, I guess, easier for DDT to run the shows, especially as we're going to see on the second night, the, the, on the 10th, uh, yesterday, there was only two matches on that show. And I think that made it really easy for DDT to just get the matches out and adhere to COVID protocols. And that's it. Uh, so, I guess we can start from the beginning, talking about the Ultimate Tag League. The teams are Antonio Honda and Chris Brooks, which they have, uh, I guess, named... They, I think they usually... It, it started with the European Connection. I think they're right now called the Yasarerus. Uh, it's a name that uh, Honda came up with. <laughs> but it's Antonio Honda and Chris Brooks. We have the Damnation team of Daisuke Sasaki and Juji Hino. We have the team of Eruption, Kasusa Higuchi and Jukio Sakaguchi. We have the Sanana Kamina team of Konosuke Takeshita and Shunma Katsumata. And finally, we have the Junretsu team of Junakijama and Makoto Oishi. So it's only those five teams. Uh, as you can imagine, the tournament will go somewhat fast it is a round robin tournament but it will go fairly quickly uh because there's i mean a team only has to have four matches and like if you do two matches per show then you get through it fairly quickly and so we watched the opening show of the ultimate tag league that took place on may the 9th ddt ultimate tag league 2021 in koroak and hall um again Korakan Hall. Uh, this was a full show. It was actually a really fun show. I really, really enjoyed it. And well, let's take it from the top. Uh, it all started with Hideki Okatani defeating Toi Kojima in the opener. Five minutes, your usual, like, good basics with everyone. Um, then we have a really interesting match. <laughs> 
the stipulation was called into the ring rules four-way tag team match so a way to describe this is think of it as the tna reverse battle royal with like in the battle royal you had to throw everyone inside the ring and whoever was last outside the ring would win the match in this case is a four-way tag team match so you have four tag teams and there's only one person that needs to go into the ring for the decision to take place and obviously the person throwing the other person inside is the winner and the person being thrown is the loser um, in addition to this rule they had the whole orange seating area of the Karakan hole uh, blocked from from the match so you can only really wrestle around uh if you've seen Karakan hall there's like two little rafter areas to the east and to the west and then you have the whole floor area around the ring so that's where you could wrestle uh, but everything that goes up into the orange seating area was um blocked and it was blocked because Karakan hall didn't want people going in they had a a security guarder and that actually became part of the story of the match because uh sanshiro takagi uh, who was in the match is the president of ddt and so he was extra extra careful that no one was jumping in because he didn't want to have troubles with korwak and hole uh and the, at the end he was the one that ended up falling into the area so he uh pretty much spent the whole rest of the match just apologizing to staff but the match was Don Choco Dino and Super Sasadango Machine defeating the team of Disaster Box Kazuki Hirata and Toru Owashi defeating Akito and Keigo Nakamura and defeating the team of Sanshiro Takagi and Yuki Onaya the match itself wasn't particularly good uh, wrestling wise work rate rise but it had a lot of spots uh obviously you know this was the second match from the card the comedy match and so there was a lot a lot of comedy involved a lot of spots and i would say i would say that the main thing that they built here is uh that dino and sasadango machine won and i don't know if this will eventually become something but in the post-match Sasavango Machine made a challenge to Sugiura Gun, um, the Sugiura Army from Noah. Uh, I don't know what combination. Maybe will be um, Sugiura himself and um, what's his face, the MMA guy. Oh my God! <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the MMA guy. I'm sorry, I forget his names. It starts with a K. Oh my God. Uh, but they made the challenge for the cyber fight festival i don't know like as of today uh and i checked like just a couple of minutes ago they haven't um accepted the challenge but there is a chance that we're going to get dino and sasadango machine versus sugura and mmi guy that the name is is uh no oh my god i'm going to like be hitting myself through the rest of the show and i'm probably gonna remember like towards the end but anyway um the match has been challenged there hasn't been accepted so we'll see if it comes up um that card already has a lot of matches it is a huge card there's still time for it so there's like we don't know what's the status of japan's going to be by the time the card comes but it's already a big card and that is something that we're going to be looking at in a couple of minutes um next up we had the team of damnation matt Pauly, soma takao and tetsuya endo defeat the team of eruption uh kasusa higuchi and saki akai who teamed up with juki ino uh the match was okay i wouldn't say it was the strongest card the match in the card um which is saying something because you have Soma Takao, Endo, and Higuchi. Uh, and for that matter, Polly and Ino and, and Saki Akai, they can hold themselves up. But the match was actually kind of chaotic. Um, Endo was just having fun, really. 
Sotakao was coming like in and out. Uh, Ino was kind of like also like having fun in a way. And Higuchi was taking it easy. Um, and so I don't know, like the, the action was cool, but it was, I wouldn't really say it was like the best that it could have been. Um, but it was okay, you know, it's the third match from the from the top, it doesn't really matter. Then we had what this wasn't the best match of the night, but it was my favorite match of the night, and this was Jukyo Sakaguchi defeating Yusuke Okada by knockout in about five minutes. And oh boy, this was fucking awesome. Like neither guy are like I don't think anyone would consider either this Okada and Sakaguchi as like some of the best wrestlers in the world or anything of the like. They, they wouldn't even consider them the best wrestlers in the promotion. But what these two guys have is that all of their offense and a lot of their selling looks so real and legitimate. And because of that, they had a five minute sprint that it just seemed like they were beating the shit out of each other. And so when uh, Sakaguchi hits that right uh, roundhouse kick and knocks out Okada, it's like, yeah, that's that's the ending. That's, that's 100% the end. And it was just freaking awesome. Like, if you have the time, and it's five minutes, you have the time. Uh, I would definitely suggest go find Sakaguchi and Okada from this show. It was just crazy good. Uh, it was obviously a lot of kicking from Sakaguchi, a lot of headbutts from Okada, uh, a little bit of submission here and there, and then Sakaguchi just goes Super Saiyan and beats the shit out of Okada until he knocks him out. Go watch this match. It's five minutes. You have no excuse. Next up, we had... Um, the final match that was not a tag league match, and this was the Sanana Kamina team of Mao and Juki Weno defeating the Disaster Box team of Harashima and Naomi Yoshimura. This was Yoshimura's return match after he he has his I don't know if it was surgery, but he had to heal a lot of stuff in his back, and so he came back. He requested a match with Weno, his former Nautilus partner. And so we had Harashima and Yoshimura versus Mao and Weno. This was a really, really fun match. Um, they, this was a weird match in a way also because you have Harashima who is going to challenge Akiyama uh, for the title. And then you have Weno who is a champion, the universal champion. So you don't probably want to have those guys beaten. Um, and I initially figured I don't think they're gonna like want to pin Yoshimura in his first match back, but indeed that was the end. Juki went out pinned Naomi Yoshimura with a best moonsault ever. And the whole idea of the match, and I mean at this point we don't know where any of this is gonna go. It really could lead anywhere. But the whole point of the match here was that Yoshimura wanted to wrestle Weno and kind of like test to see like where Bueno had like how much Bueno had growth grown um since Yoshimura left and how much catching up Yoshimura would need to do in order to be as good as Bueno again and I mean that's a story that could be a baby face uh Yoshimura just working to get better until he challenges Bueno for the title and maybe he can even defeat Bueno for the title or this could be Yoshimura just uh, falling in desperation because Weno has joined another team and he has grown a lot. He has a championship and Yoshimura is just out there doing nothing. And so that could be like a heel direction for Yoshimura. Uh, at this point, I feel like Yoshimura is in a really similar state as Juki Ino. Just two guys that were injured and they took off and by the time they came back the sauna club was created and when they came back like neither guy had you know their their stables or their teams uh kind of like there for them anymore like Yoshimura still has this disaster box but this disaster box is all over the place i mean it's 
it's Hirata and Owashi and I mean Harashima is usually just by himself challenging for titles or stuff like that and so I don't know Joshimura is somewhat lost right now so we'll see where what direction he takes in terms of how he's going to get I mean I mean he's gonna get better but how is he gonna do it through uh like technical and positive babyface ways or is he going to the dark side but anyway the match was really good they did a lot of Harashima and Bueno and I don't imagine they're building to anything there but it was really good they they did obviously Bueno and Joshimura towards the end which led to the decision and Mao was just like coming in and out um, wrestling both guys he was like the, the the big the meat of the match was Bueno versus both Harashima and Yoshimura and Mao was just kind of like the guy who uh, would come in, transition, work with the other as according to the match. Um, and next, we had the two ultimate tag league matches of the night. The first one, Antonio Honda and Chris Brooks defeated the team of Juna Kijama and Makoto Oishi. Arguably, this is going to be the biggest upset of the whole tournament because it was Honda that got the pin over Oishi. Uh, it wasn't Akiyama, but still, the, I think there's a big deal to make that Honda got the pin over the team of, of Junretsu. The match itself was, I think this was like an okay match. Like, the idea of the match was good. But I think at the same time, the idea of the match here is going to make the rest of the Honda matches like slightly less um, important or, or fun or they're going to be like slightly more underwhelming. And the idea here was that Akijama doesn't like take any of the comedy. Uh, he treats everyone as trained professional wrestlers and he wrestles them as such. And in this case, you had Honda, who, I mean, we know it's a comedy wrestler. He has his shtick and he tried to use it on Jackie Akiyama. Uh, it didn't work really either time. I mean, he got the, the eye pokes after the Gonda Fox stories, but it never really like made a difference. Uh, but what indeed ended up happening at the end is that Oishi had a, he had a, like a leg hook on Honda and Honda poked Oishi's eye and then used kind of like the leg lock just like entanglement of the legs to roll up Oishi and get the upset pin the match was I I've, it was okay it was like from okay to good I wouldn't say it was anything special uh, obviously when you have Honda there it's going to be like his, his strongest is comedy and so it falls on Chris Brooks to put in the work rate. And Brooks is a type of guy that can either have really good matches with you or kind of like underwhelming matches. And it really depends sometimes on the size or what the other guys can do. So like in this case, uh, you know, Brooks versus Akiyama, like they try to do chain wrestling and stuff like that. And it was okay, but uh, it's not Brooks's strength to do like chain wrestling with a guy like Akiyama. At the same way, like Brooks is not gonna like start like going into a a striking battle with Akiyama because Brooks is like his striking is not really his strength either, and so like in those cases the match did kind of suffer and unfortunately that was where I mean the work rate was coming from the match. Um, nonetheless, I, I I enjoyed it for what it was, but I do believe. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in, in a little bit. Um, I do think the Honda shtick is going to get tiresome as we go on into the tournament. Um, yeah, we'll see about it. And finally, the main event of the night. Indeed, the match of the night. 30-minute time limit draw. Daisuke Sasaki, Juji Hino versus... Konosuke Takeshita and Shun Makatsumata. The Sananakamina versus Damnation. They went the full 30 minutes. And I really enjoy the pacing of this match. Because I didn't 
I didn't start thinking about oh my god they're going the 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 time limit draw until they reached like the 27 minute mark if not like 29 uh, because the match was so good that I wasn't counting the time and so by the time the they started to announce like one minute left and like whoa 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 one minute left and like 30 seconds left and that's when you really really started to to think about it and the 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 beauty here is that they have been in a way building hino versus takeshita for months now pretty much since hino returned and takeshita and like the whole sana club started like in every damnation versus sana nakamina uh confrontation they always put a big emphasis in hino versus takeshita because takeshita is the biggest guy in the sana nakamina and Hino is right now. I think I, I think we can say that he is the powerhouse of DDT, the promotion. I mean, you have like Ino and Owashi, but I think it's it's easy to say in like no argument that Hino is the powerhouse of the promotion. And so they have been pairing them up together a lot in the matches. And so it came here to this match and it was a lot of Hino versus Takeshita. But in addition to that, and because they went the 30 minutes, we had like pretty much every combination because we also had Takeshita versus Sasaki. We had Sasaki uh, Katsumata and we had a little bit, but actually really good Hino versus Katsumata stuff. Uh, and I mean, what can I say? Like it was just a great great match all throughout uh, like I said I didn't really start counting the minutes until the very end and I think that's like a good sign that they're having a good match that I'm not really even thinking about um, the time and so I don't know like I I really really liked it there were there was, I mean, when it comes to spots, there was like probably the one that's like made the most noise on the internet and Twitter's next day was Takeshita doing a deadlift delayed suplex on Hino that ended with the spike assist from Katsumata. And I mean, that was just like, it looked impressive because Takeshita held Hino like in the air for a while. Um, there was a bunch of Germans from Take. There was like a last ride that Takeshita was going to hit on Sasaki, but Sasaki reversed it into a Canadian destroyer and it looked fantastic. It looked devastating. Um, Kino delivered a thousand lariats and Katsumata delivered a thousand super kicks. Uh, and that was a cool thing about uh, Katsumata's offense since he is the really like the smaller guy of the, of the whole match. He may actually be the smallest guy in the whole tournament. Uh, I guess Oishi could be an argument but yeah like katsumata is probably like the smallest guy in the whole tournament so he was doing a lot of like speed versus power stuff against hino and just like landing super kick super kick super kick here like in order to really hurt hino um so that was really fun and yeah at the end there was just like the last 30 seconds when they announced it like we had a couple of near falls that look legitimate good and it was just that they, they they counted down and they reached the the time limit draw and it was fantastic and I really really loved this match <laughs> but because of that the first night ended with Honda and Brooks having two points on top of the card then you had Sasaki and Hino with one point Takeshita and Katsumata with one point because of the draw Akijama and Oishi zero points because of the loss and Higushi and Sakaguchi zero points, but with no uh, matches on record at this point. So overall, a great start to the Tag League. I I really enjoyed it. I mean, say what you will about Antonio Honda and Brooks, but because of the Akijama and Oishi like pair up in combination, the opposite led to something interesting. But like I said, I don't think that's going to carry on into the rest of the tournament and because of that uh i guess we can start talking about the next show uh so th it started on on the 9th 
So do we had a show on the 10th and this is DDT Ultimate Tag League 2021 in Wrestle Universe. So this was only a TV show uh, recorded at the Wrestle Budokan in Saitama, Japan. And this was only a two match show uh, because it's like television uh, time. They, the whole thing went about probably the hour. And that is including Imabayashi's like announcements at the start and the end of the show. And and so the matches we had on this day were Damnation, Sasaki and Hino versus Honda and Brooks. And we had Eruption, their first match versus the Sananakamina, team of Takeshita and Katsumata. So the first match was Sasaki and Hino, Honda and Brooks. And this is where I say that I don't think the shtick is going to carry on because I kind of felt that they did the same thing. And I think the the comment here is more towards Honda's shtick. Um, the problem f for me here is that Honda really just has the Gonda Fox shtick right now. He it's it's a whole process. It's he gets tagged in or something happens and he trips he pretends to give up but he says no 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 but let me tell my story and he says that gone the fox story and then he pokes people's eyes uh that is his one joke that he uses in every single match and look i love the joke i really enjoyed it uh especially when he does it in chocopro the problem is that when you're trying to have long-ish matches, they're not even like, this was like, I think like 15 minutes. Um, when you're trying to have long matches, it like one shtick is not going to be enough for like the whole match. You either need to come up with a second shtick or you need to straight up just go in there and wrestle. And so what we saw with Junretsu and now what we saw with Damnation is that Honda is doing the same shtick twice in a match. And for the most part, they fall for the same shtick twice in a match. And it really leads to nothing. Um, it's not like he has, like, he didn't defeat Junretsu because of the Gonda Fox like thing. Like, he did the, the eye poke, but that was just an eye poke. It, it wasn't really related to the Gonda Fox story. And I think that's where like the next match and the next match are going to suffer. If we are relying on Honda doing the same shtick over and over and over again, probably twice in a match and then relying on Chris Brooks to be the work rate of the team. That's a hard thing to do. Like in this match versus Sasaki and Hino, like again, you have Brooks who like is the size is this taller than Hino, but like you try to do Brooks versus Hino in a chop fest and it's it's not the same, you know, because Hino's just like double his size, and and Brooks is not known to be like a chopper or a European cutter or a super kicker or anything of those. Like he's more of a submission guy, and so like Brooks versus Sasaki was okay, but that was it, and so. I think they need to be smarter on how they're going to build the next matches. Like I maybe, I mean, looking at the card, there's always going to be a bigger guy versus Honda and Brooks. So here was Hino, Jun, uh, Junaki Jama in the previous match. The next match is going to be probably Higuchi and Sakaguchi. And we're probably going to see Honda run away from Higuchi and then do the finger pokes and probably have Brooks try to like do chops with Higuchi and kicks with Sakaguchi. And it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be a good combination. Same with Takeshita and Katsumata. Like Takeshita is the big guy and Honda's probably going to run away from him. And the whole thing wash, rinse, repeat. And so I don't know. It's, they need to be really smart, I think, to, to mix these matches up because. Look, it's it's fun to see Honda in the second match, especially when he does stuff with other guys. 
but doing this in long matches like are are we just assuming that Honda and Brooks are never going to main event a match that goes beyond 13 14 minutes I don't know then that if that's the case then why even have this team <laughs> this could have been I don't know like Brooks and Drew Parker or Brooks and Sakisama well not Sakisama Saki Akai I don't know uh just it's interesting uh but we'll see we'll, we'll see where it goes uh like there is a chance that they do something with Sakaguchi who has a history of corpsing versus Honda there is a chance that maybe Katsumata and Honda could do like some different type of comedy and and we'll see where it goes but so far, the Damnation versus Honda Brooks match, I didn't think it was that good. I, I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was that good. Um, I mean, it's only been four matches, but it was for sure the weakest match of the tournament so far. Uh, for, and for that matter, Sasaki uh, got the win over Honda with the, the crossface thingy that he does. Next up, we had... Uh, well. Next up, I mean, the other match of the show uh, was Eruption versus the Sanana Kamina. And this was, uh, this was good. It was really good. But in a way, I think it was underwhelming. Just talking about uh, the talent involved and the match they gave us. This went about 20 minutes and I thought it was slightly way too long. Uh, they had to make time, unfortunately. They had to like make the hour and so they had to like extend it. But because of that, I did feel that it took them longer to hit second gear. Uh, and for that matter, like Katsumata is a guy that because of this, his size, they tend to leave uh, his offense until the end of the match. Like when Higuchi and Sakaguchi are both tired and hurting. And that's when Katsumata really starts to to have more offense. Uh, prior to that, it's mostly just him being the baby face in Pearl. And because of that, it just took longer. Uh, nonetheless, there was some really cool stuff with Takeshita and Higuchi and Takeshita and Sakaguchi for sure. Uh, there was a spot that I wasn't a big fan of. I thought it was necessary and that was Higuchi doing like a choke slam on Takeshita through a table outside. I didn't really see the point of doing that that spot. It led to the finish where Eruption had their hands on Katsumata for for themselves for a while, and so they destroyed him. Uh, but I don't know. I just figured you could have done that without having to put Takeshita through a table, like lead the table spot for the fi for the finals or the the final day at least. But I don't know. I, I thought it wasn't necessary. Uh, and that was really the, the itch for the show. Uh, another thing that I think really, really suffered, uh, that made this show suffer a lot was the soup, the Wrestle Budokan in Saitama is not a big place. It is a venue where AW had their Japanese side of the women's ter uh, tournament a couple of months ago. It's that same venue. And then, and so like, at least in the configuration that they were doing uh, this show, they were only using the hard cam and doing like slight zooms in and out depending on the action. But because of that, it made the show like harder to watch. Uh, I think a lot of spots looked l considerably weaker because of that. Like for instance, the table spot, it was recorded from really far away. So you're like, okay. Uh, in the same way, we saw a moonsault uh, to the outside by Katsumata on Sakaguchi, and it didn't look so good again because the angle was not the best and it was really far away. And so that really hurt the show for sure. Uh, like a second camera would have just helped so much. Like, probably the same way, like if we see Honda do his shtick. With a different camera and we actually like then cut to see Hino and Sasaki corpsing it may be funnier for me and 
it may make the match easier to digest than just watching like a joke from really far away and so that really hurt the show i i don't know how many ma more shows they're going to do from the rest of Budokan, but hopefully not many and if they do just just have a second camera um that's it the one thing that i guess i can say is that this being two match show one hour it was super easy to digest like i watched it while i was eating lunch and so i can't really complain in that sense uh it went by really fast and and that is it right now for the the ddt ultimate tag league 2021 i do believe the next show is on the 15th uh so during the weekend and i think they do like 15 i think then it's like 20 or 23 and then like 25 something like that so the shows are not exactly like back to back anymore but they they they're gonna like try to get them through and in a way that is right now the situation in japan there are many shows that are having to reschedule or set up their shows uh differently uh one for instance one particular promotion that just announced uh, certain changes in their schedule is stardom stardom as we know had their their cinderella tournament start uh, at this point almost like a month ago <laughs> it feels like a month ago um, and so we were waiting for the second round to happen the second round that then got postponed to the 29th of May and now there was news I think it was yesterday or I guess yeah it was yesterday uh, that the venue asked uh, Stardom to postpone the show and because of that uh they're pretty much gonna have to break up the tournament the rest of the tournament into several shows that they, they probably already had the play the dates booked and so they're trying to get the matches in there because it's already been postponed to the end of of may and you probably don't want to postpone this as like anymore like it's a ten it's a tournament that they plan to have finished probably by the end of may and now they're having to finish it by the probably the end of, of june but for now uh they have announced that may 14th so again this weekend they're going to do a couple of matches of the tournament and i believe the matches that they're that we're going to be getting that date is hayashi shita versus Suri. we're going to be julia versus micah uh saya kamitani versus starlight tokito and i think those are the only matches that they're going to take place at the 14th may show i don't know i'm there may be like a full card but only the the tournament matches are those and so i think it's just a matter of time before we get like the announcement of a second show with the rest of the car uh the card because i do believe that the problem is that on the 14th uh I think Mayu Iwatani wasn't going to be booked on that show or for something like something like that. And thus they can't do the full second round. But hey, at least we're advancing forward. And another another promotion that just recently changed their date was All Japan Pro Wrestling. They were gonna have their Ota Ward General Gymnasium show. Um like this sunday i think it was going to be because it was at the 16th uh, like, yeah it was a, the 16th that was going to be the big uh well we believe that was going to be the big uh jake lee versus suwama title match after he won the champion carnival but this show is being postponed all the way to june 26 june 26 like just a way more than a month ago uh beyond and that is right now the the problems that we are seeing with with japan um just a lot of shows starting to get postponed canceled um new japan postponed their their tokyo dome their grand slam tour because of it and it is unfortunate but it is the reality that we live in and we just have to deal with it the one show that has not been postponed as of this specific moment but well i mean we'll see where it goes 
is the big cyber fight festival 2021 uh all the promotions involved with cyber fight being ddt pro wrestling noah tokyo joshi pro wrestling gambare um are they're all coming together for this big big show one of the biggest shows like when it comes to to talent involved uh this is probably one of the biggest shows that you've ever seen because there's a lot of talent involved um but this show is taking place on june the 6th as of today <laughs> that is still the date uh saitama super arena in saitama japan and we have what i would imagine is an almost full card i can't imagine there's many more matches being added because we already have three pre-show matches and what feels like a full card the only match that hasn't been confirmed for me is uh sasadango and dino versus sugura goon um and no i still haven't remembered the name of that mma guy i am sorry <laughs> i'm actually sorry for him like i i i feel like i'm disrespecting him for not remembering his name but it's it's just a matter of like talking a lot and so i can google and say it's kasuchi sakurava oh, how could i forget sakurava's name he's a fucking legend in mma and i couldn't remember his name i do think it may just be uh dino and sasadango versus sugira and sakurava hopefully maybe uh and that would be really the only other match that i can see being added i don't know because let's let's run down the card really quick and maybe you can think of matches that you could potentially see in the in the card and tweet them to me um and maybe we can we can uh, compile a, a list of, of matches that we can add but the pre-show we have a 10 woman tag team match b star mirai meomi and susume arisuendo haruna neko and mokka miyamoto versus Mahiro Kiryu, Naoka Kuta, Pom Harajuku, Raku, and a mystery uh, partner. Um, so this is your your this is your usual Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling opener, and here it's going to be your usual Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling uh, opener for the Super Saitama Arena. We have a delayed entry battle royal. I have no idea what they mean by delayed entry. <laughs> But this is going to be Joshiaki Jatsu, Makoto Ishii, Juji Hino, Antonio Honda, Toru Washi, Kazuki Hirata, Juna Manase, Saki Akai, Yusuke Okada, Shu Sakurai, uh, some mystery opponents, and Juja Koroku, the, the new rookie for, for DDT. Uh, this, I think there, there's the possibility that they're going to add Pro Wrestling Noah people to this Battle Royal, just because it's a Battle Royal, and probably also we may see some names from from Toki Joshi maybe uh it's hard to say because like Saki Akai is there because she's Saki Akai we're not like that is actually a, a pair that we're not seeing in the whole show where there's no Neo Bishiki Gun there's no like we have Saki Akai but we don't have Saki Sama and we don't have Mei uh Suruga or Mei Saint Michel which could be by all means the the mystery partner in the opener the yeah, the 10 women tag match or yeah we'll see uh but yeah like there's there's still like entry spots for the battle royal which could go to noah guys to gambare guys uh i don't know it's it's really hard to say there's because there's talent still out there you know but if you have yuyakoroku that tells you that they're really trying to book everyone in this show and the third show that we have right now for the pre-show is a six-man tag team match keisuke ishi ken oka and shota versus koki wasaki shushiro katsumara katsumura and yumehito imanari this is your gambare match of the night i believe um and sure i mean it i i, I could have done this match in the main show and actually put the next match that i'm going to say in the pre-show but it doesn't matter really uh the next match and this is 
uh, as of now booked as part of the main show. This is the team of rookies versus rookies. And this is Junta Miyawaki, Kinia Okada, and Yasutaka Yano from Pro Wrestling Noah versus Keiko Nakamura, Toi Kojima, and Yuki Ino from DDT. That is, that is your first inter-promotional match of the night. Uh, next up, we had a all Noah show. I mean, all Noah match. This is uh, Momono Session Tag, uh, the team of Atsushi Kotoge and Daisuke Harada teaming with Hajime Ohara versus Stinger, the team of Hayata Seiki Yoshioka and Yoshinari Ogawa. I I don't mind this match, but I also feel like this is a match that we see every fucking show. <laughs> and granted, like right now, the teams have changed since the last Noah show, but. I I think this match could have uh, been a interpromotional match, maybe like Stinger versus the Sanana Kamina or something like that. Um, because later down the car, and we can we can run it already. There is a Damnation match where it's Daisuke Sasaki, Somatakao, and Tetsuya Endo uh, versus the Sanana Kamina team of Mao Kat Mao uh, Shunma Kazumata and Chris Brooks, and this is a match that I. I would have been perfectly happy seeing like Momono Seishuntak versus Asana Nakamina and Damnation versus Stinger. And that would have been like pretty kick ass. Uh, but I'm guessing politics wise, they didn't want like, like they probably don't want uh, Harada and, and Kotoge losing. They probably don't want Stinger losing like Ogawa. And in the same way, they don't want Tetsuya Endo or. I guess they can Mao Katsumata and Brooks could lose, but they probably they definitely don't want Endo to lose. And so I don't know. I I wish we could have gone into promotional matches with those four teams, but it's okay. Uh, another match: Makito, Marika Kobashi, and Yuki Kamifuku versus Hikari Noah, Misuki, and Yuki Arai. Uh, so interesting here, Yuki Arai. Her, uh, she's still like in debuting status. Uh. And she's already in the main card of the Cyber Fight Festival. So you can tell that Tokyo Joshi is going all in on her. Um, and for that matter, Marika Kobashi is also in the main card of the show. And I mean, this is interesting to see because you have Marika Kobashi and Juki Arai in the main card. While uh, Meisuruga and Sakisama, your tag team champions, are not in the card right now. Um, and in the opener, you have women like Mirai Mayumi, uh, Arisuendo, who was like the the best rookie up until Juki Arai showed up, uh, and and so I don't know. It's it's it just shows that Tojo Joshi is going all in on Juki Arai and Malika Kawashi. And granted, I mean Juki Arai, she's from a big idol group in Japan, so it's understandable. Um, Next up, we have a three-way tag team match. Hyper Misao and Choko Nakajima versus the Bakuretsu sisters, uh, Ndoka Tenma and Yuki Aino versus the Hakushumu team, uh, Day, Daybreak team of Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi. <sighs> I'm not going to argue anymore, but Rika Tatsumi went from being the champion to being in a three-way uh, tag match. I don't like it. Next up, we have the big uh, match that was set up in, on DDT a couple of weeks ago. Well, yeah, I guess like a week ago. And it was Congo. Noah's Congo. Um, the team of Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Hao, Manabu Soya, Masaki Tamiya, Nio, and Talasuke, or Talasuke versus... The DDT team of Eruption, Kasusada Higuchi, Jukyo Sakaguchi, Akito, Hideki Okatani, Naomi Yoshimura, Sanshiro Takagi, and Jukyo Naya. And I have really big hopes for this match, depending on how much time they're going to give them. Uh, like, I am salivating over Higuchi versus Nakajima, Higuchi versus Soya, Higuchi versus Kitamiya, Kimi Sakaguchi versus Nakajima kicking each other, Kimi Sakaguchi versus Keno uh, with submissions, 
Give me Akito versus Keno in submissions. Give me um, Naomi Yoshimura versus Tadasuke or Naomi Yoshimura versus Kitamiya or versus Soya. Like there are many, many combinations that just like sound amazing between these two teams. Like this is a team where I don't know why Hideki Okatani <laughs> uh, is there. Uh, that spot could have gone to someone more interesting. Uh, again, just looking at the battle royal, the Hideki Okatani is like in one of the top matches in the main card, while you have uh, Juji Hino and Hirata and Okada and Oishi in the delayed entry battle royal. So. I don't know about that. Uh, I guess they really, really love Hideki Okatani. <laughs> um, next up, we have Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Namura from Noah versus the Sana Nakamina team of Konoste Takeshita and Yuki Ueno. This match that also has been being built for a while with Kiyomiya and Namura showing up on DT and Takeshita and Ueno showing up on Noah shows. I this is really like the, the battle of the futures of each promotion, Kiyomiya and Inamura versus Takeshita and Bueno. Like I don't know who you beat here. I guess you can beat Inamura. Uh but like this is like the two guys that people are putting their all their coins in for the future of both promotions. And it's, it's it should be fantastic. And finally we have the three uh, I guess world championship matches of the night. Uh, each promotion is having their championship defended against someone. In the first match, in the most predictable match in history, Miyu Yamashita versus Yuka Sakasaki for the Princess of Princess title. It's going to be fantastic, but everyone saw it coming. It should have been Rika Tatsumi versus Yamashita, but whatever. For DDT, the KOD Openweight Championship, Juna Kijama defense against Harashima, which should be fantastic. And in the main event of the night, the GHC Heavyweight Championship match, Keiji Muto, the champion, defending against Naomichi Marufuji. And I haven't done the calculations to see which match is actually older because none of the the guys in the main uh the two main events are under 40 i'm pretty sure um like harashima is in his 40 uh, probably like 45 i think uh i know he's older than tanahashi he's 46 um uh, we obviously don't need to say how old akiyama and muto are they're old and Marufuji is probably the youngest of the four. Well, he is the youngest of the four. He is 41. And so there you go. Uh, really old people fighting. I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're kind of old. <laughs> they're kind of old. But uh, that is the, right now the card so far for Fi Cyber Fight Festival. Like I said, this is taking place on the 6th of June as of today. Uh, they haven't changed the date or the venue. Uh, and hopefully it stays that way. This is show that they need to sell tickets. They need to have people. Uh, you cannot do a, a show of this level and not have people. It would be a disaster economically, partly for, for CyberFight. And so hopefully everything goes correctly. And I guess the only match, that, the only other show that we can preview that's going to take place on Saturday. And I have half of the card here with me. And that is impacts under siege. I I don't really think we need to cover this with the forecast because there's it's not the full show yet taking place. We're going to see much, many matches announced probably on Thursday. But so far we have announced the six-way number one contendership match for Kenny Omega's World Championship. Uh, this is Chris Saban, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel, and Moose. Uh, in a six-way, I think it's elimination. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's an elimination match. Uh, we have what I'm guessing it's the main event. Uh, I, 
like to me, I would do the number one contender match, number one contendership match as a main event because it has actual repercussions. But given that this match has Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice, so tag team champions and the the double champion, I'm guessing this is the main event. Um, but I mean, this sounds good. I I think they're they're definitely building Omega versus Edwards at one point, um, and I think at this point they're going to build. Good Brothers versus Finjus in a stipulation match, maybe for a Slammiversary. So this may be the start of that. Uh, we have the Knockouts Tag Team title match announced. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering defending the championships against Fire and Flava, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, who are claiming their rematch clause. Um, they had an okay match. I just hope they get slightly more time on the next one. Uh, hopefully and the other uh, match that has been announced so far is W. Morrissey the former uh, big cast he is wrestling one-on-one -on -one with Willie Mack Mack uh, made the challenge Morrissey obliged and by all means this is probably just gonna be an extended squash <laughs> uh, Morrissey just I think signed with Impact like last week so they're probably gonna go with him for a while and that is it as of today uh what has been announced for under siege uh i mean it's it seems right now to be a a show with some big repercussions going forward so worth watching and i guess since we're already in the impact zone it is time for the impact forecast. Impact Wrestling for May the 13th. Uh, we have, as of now, four matches announced for this show. The first match is a number one contender exhibition scramble. So six guys and we're going to crown a number one contender probably for Under Siege. This is Petey Williams versus El Fantasmo versus Rohi Raju versus Ace Austin versus AC Romero versus TJP. I would expect uh, El Fantasmo wins. Either, either El Fantasmo wins and goes and challenges Josh Alexander and wins a title. Or maybe we see, uh, I don't know, maybe like someone like Petey Williams or Ace Austin or even Rohi win the match and then have El Fantasmo like feud with either P. Williams or TJP for now as they build to El Fantasmo getting the title maybe against the lots or maybe all the way to Slammiversary but he's probably gonna win this match I, I wouldn't expect any other result we have Havoc and Rosemary in a knockouts number one contendership match also uh, the winner takes on Diana Parasso at Under Siege so i am expecting it's going to be rosemary but it could be havoc i think havoc has slightly more um it'd be newer for us to see havoc versus Parasso. we have carl anderson with his homies omega and gallows versus david finley uh, with just robinson this match given time should be really good assuming that they try to work it like in a more japanese way but this has this match has potential uh but it is a packed show so i don't think they're gonna get that much time because the main event of the night is probably going to be this match sammy callahan chris bay and moose versus matt cardona trey miguel and chris Saban in a three on three six man match and given that these guys are going for the the number one contendership six-way match i that's why i'm saying like this is probably going to be the main event of the night and this is the type of match that we're probably just gonna see like someone win but then that person's gonna lose the next show i mean on that at under siege so i don't think that there's many repercussions coming from it but that is it for impact this thursday it is the go home show for under siege so I, am expect, I mean, from here, we're getting at least two more matches for the show, but we're probably going to get two more 
in addition um so we'll we'll wait to see what we get and that is it for this week for wrpx um thank you for listening remember you can go to spotify and itunes for, to find the podcast you can go to wrpxpodcast.com uh, uh, that's the website of the podcast and in addition you can go to therestlingrevolution.com where you can find the written versions of all the shows that we talked about this um podcast you can go to dw revolution on twitter where you can you can tell me uh you can complain why it took me so long to think of sakurava's name and you can also tell me which matches do you think we may get for the cyber fight festival uh and in addition to that i guess you can go to i mean we have an instagram wrpx podcast and twitch tv uh slash zero 2k that's zero uh in spanish for zero uh where we watch some 80s japanese uh either joshi or just uh puro uh wrestling uh at around 7 p.m mountain time uh i'm actually we're thinking about moving the times uh because daylight savings but yeah every friday night we watch some uh 80s wrestling on twitch tv so drop by uh we usually have some pretty fun conversations about like we, we're watching 80s matches but we're always usually talking about current happenings on on aw and impact and and the, the whole shebang so yeah drop by and that is it for this week thank you for listening and we'll see you next week adios well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.